left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. What's going on, everyone? Good morning, and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD, Mikey Rotuno floating around. Watch out. Watch mm. out. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, I know I did. Went up uh, into the Catskills. Had a, had a bachelor party. Uh, played a round of golf. Got onto the house we were renting that Friday and stayed on the property until we left Sunday morning. Um, just a lot of beers and farts and baseball. Yankees, Red Sox uh, was kind of the evening plan, which was which was pretty nice. Worked out well for me. Um, but yeah, just just a, a lot of good times and good people. As you get older, it's a less less chase in the night, uh, more so telling parties about when you used to chase the night. Big weekend in sports that teed off on Friday, really uh, jealous of, of my gals getting to talk about it, but not jealous of what happened. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., I think we can jump right into it. Suspended 80 games for PEDs. And man, just what an overall bummer. Like, uh, I guess we'll start there because you can... You can go a lot of different ways with it. Uh, I guess we'll start off big. Sucks for MLB. This this guy became the face of baseball. Um, Slam Diego. He had the crazy hair. He was making crazy plays in the field. Speed. Defense. Power. Just as fun as it gets to watch on a baseball field. Like, Fernando, Tos- <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr., like, if you got to close your eyes and be a baseball player, like, if other baseball players got to pick who they were when they played baseball, like Fernando Tatis Jr. would have won. Like swag, like stuff you can't, not necessarily bat flips and pimping homers, although he was doing that, by the way, but just a natural presence that, you know, some people kind of have, and he has that, uh, that he signs with the San Diego Padres. It's, what is it, 13 for three 25 or something like that? Something like that, basically after his first real season. Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a crazy real contract that, you know, there was debates when we... uh 14, 340. 14 for 340, sure. A third of your way to a Billy. Um, that, you know, I, I remember it was kind of funny. We Chris Rose was new to the company. And me, he was filling in for John Boy. It was me, him, and Trev, I believe, talking about... Maybe Trev was out, too. I I think they were both there. But we were talking about... Or maybe he was filling in for Trev. Who cares? Tell the story. It may have just been, like, the day we announced him and brought him on as a fourth for that day. We talked the Tatis extension, and Chris Rose came at me, and I was like a sad dog for it, because that's Chris Rose. Um, But I was just like, isn't there some kind of humor that... Um, 
his dad was like a crazy injury prone baseball player and that they're they're rolling this out for him. Um, I mean, I didn't feel great about it, but I was like, isn't there a sports discussion there? And yes, if you're watching on YouTube, I do have my southern hair going today. Um, I don't know what sparks it. Some days I just see it hanging in the mirror before it's time to put some paste or whatever I put in there. So I let it ride today. Um, not a lot of great return on it. I think it plays with the sunglasses. Tati- it's not unusable. No, it's it's an it's an option. It's an option. It's not. It's a Sometimes, AAA guy you call up, and you're like, you, all right. You need a day like that to appreciate right. the other days, and this isn't specifically bad. It's just, it's different. It's different. So, um, so I mean, overall, for baseball and everything, I, I think, you know, you can hammer that home all day. Young star of the game. You know, our, our guy Joe's McFly, like, he's bummed out. Like, proud Dominican guy. Like, you know, Tatis is supposed to be, like, the next dude to represent that country in the baseball world. And now he's, you know, it sticks with you forever. You know, even if the ring, ringworm was true, which has not passed a lot of sniff tests, especially since he claimed it was a different drug. I'll, I'll confess. Okay. I'm suspicious of it. Okay. I don't think I believe the ringworm thing. Okay. You're, you're not buying in. Yeah, I, I mean... Again, I'll quote Joe's quickly. I, I think he said it's one of the worst lies of all time. Uh, that, yeah, man, I mean, that's forever. That's forever. I mean, we, we talk about all the guys from that generation and, you know, Robinson Cano, um, even kind of a little later following that. Like, it, it's just forever. It, it will stick with him, you know. And, I mean, the artistry that was, you know, the K-Rod broadcast having A-Rod out there uh, as him mm. and Jeter yuck it up and... Um, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite watches in a long time, uh, watching A-Rod and Jeter kind of just squirm around each other. That being said, like, it was good. It was, A-Rod was A-Rod and Jeter was Jeter. Like, Jeter made it pretty clear, like, this isn't my cup of tea. A-Rod made it pretty clear, this kind of is my cup of tea, but it's also the weirdest cup of tea you can have. Um, that ends with, you know, Michael K telling Jeter how pissed he was at the one voter that didn't vote for Jeter for the Hall of Fame. And A-Rod going, well, what about the 80% that didn't vote for me? And it's just like, oh, my God, dude. Do you really want to do this? Do you really want to do this, Rod? We can have the conversation, but I don't think you want that. Um, so all of that happens on the Sunday after the Tatis news. Um, I guess... I want to tie it more so to this year in San Diego. Um, You know, the rise of the Padres, I remember when they were first getting sexy, it was one of Jimmy's first thoughts, was, like, when are they not going to be sexy? Like, when does this turn on them? And it was kind of too early to have that. Like, you know, Mm. we were all in the honeymoon phase with the Padres. Like, let's enjoy this. But there's going to be a day when things turn on the Padres. Um, And last year... I mean, there wasn't even time to turn because it fell apart so quickly. I mean, without that Tatis guy, uh, Machado fell off. The the whole the wheels fell apart on their season. They got rid of their manager. Um, the Giants had their miracle season kind of out of nowhere. That, um, you know, the Padres were this crazy, fun team. People were partying in the streets. San Diego was excited. There was some COVID stuff tied to that. But, you know, the a city was 
becoming attached to their baseball team. And it was also beautiful. Like, the Chargers just left. Like, you know, we, we've had a lot of conversations recently about Oakland and how cool it would be if Oakland finally got the stadium that they've been waiting 25 years for. That Oakland would have a chance to become an awesome baseball town. The town is already, like, the fans are rabid. Like, A's fans are awesome. Go back to some of those recent wild card games where they had the Vuvuzuelas going. Like, it's a raucous crowd. They like their baseball. And with the Raiders being gone, Golden State went across the bay uh, to basically become San Francisco's basketball team instead of Oakland. I mean, it's all right there, but it's different. That there's a real opportunity for... San Diego to kind of have the same thing. Like, yeah, it's San Diego. It's, it's, it's vibes. They lost the Chargers. They lost an NFL team. That hurts. Um, they've always been around uh, the NBA with kind of like the L.A. extension. And I think San Diego had like an old ABA team. Not as the well Clippers versed. Clippers used to be in San Diego. Not as well versed on that as I'd like to be. But still, San Diego's an awesome place. Like, I think everyone listening to this probably knows someone that, like, went to San Diego just to, like, live there. Because it's so nice. Um, that it had an opportunity with this young San Diego Padres core and an ownership group that was committing to it and a future star of the game that San Diego could become this little baseball mecca. Like, they have the beautiful stadium. Like, they, they have the whole recipe uh, to become a fun baseball story for the next decade or so, people were hoping. And now, here we are. Fast forward even more. They signed Machado. Everyone thought that was bizarre, and he was going to become, like, an afterthought in baseball. I, I don't know, baseball history, kind of. Tatis rolls along, and it's like, okay, so you've got these two cats who are badasses, left side of the infield, like it's, you know, video game stuff a little bit. Then they sign Tatis, and it's there, and they have a ton of pitching. I've loved their starting pitching since day one. When we did our Talking Baseball episode that we draft position units, I took the Padres starting pitching because I do love it, man. Deep. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, when they're right, when those guys are right, they can be a one. Now, they're not always right, and they're not in the same leagues as your Coles or DeGrom, obviously, because no one's in his lane. But when Darvish is hot, he's as nasty as anyone. He could give you seven-inning shut piece in a playoff game. Blake Snell, we've seen him do that. Uh, Got a Cy in the bag. Cy Young in the bat in, in the last Rays playoff run. You know, that guy was out there dropping it in the playoffs, in the World Series. Uh, Joe Musgrove is probably the most consistent and best currently out of that unit. You know, not the big name you're super familiar with. Who, by the way, he just signed a team-friendly San Diego extension because he's, like, from the area, and he's enjoying it. Like, that's a pretty nice advantage if you're San Diego Mm -hmm. as teams and people get more into work-life balance. Don't want to send unintentional shots at the Cincinnati Reds, but I, I think there's... Guys might be more inclined to sign the team-friendly $100 million contract with the Padres than the Reds. I don't know. That could be off. Anyways, they go out at this trade deadline, and they have a historic trade deadline. They get Juan Soto. Um, I almost called him the boy who lived, uh, but that was a little Harry Heavy Potter stuff. Um, the 
one of the best young hitters to ever play this game, one of the craziest trades to ever happen in this game. Um, they go and get him, and Tatis has been out, and he's had some injury stuff, but he was coming back. He was starting his rehab assignment. And for, you know, all year on Talking Baseball, I said, and I was so happy with what the Padres did, because I kept saying, you know, they're going to get Tatis back at some point. I think originally we hoped the All-Star game, and then it got pushed back from that to to where he was playing rehab games last week. They traded for Soto, and I kept saying the Padres, they were going to make the moves at the deadline, plus getting Soto back, that their lineup would have looked completely transformed. And would it not have been completely transformed if I told you the middle of their lineup would have been Soto, Tatis, Machado, Josh Bell, and Brandon Drury? You know, outside of Machado, who was having an MVP candidate year for a little bit, that's four new middle-of-the-lineup guys. I know Brandon Drury doesn't have as much sex of people as, as Tatis. You know, I talked about natural, natural swag. I think Drury and Tatis are on different levels. A little bit. But Brandon Drury was having an awesome year. All-star year. They're plugging him into like the 5-6 hole. Josh Bell has a pretty nice little baseball reference card going at this point. Um, you know, switch hitting, big boy, middle of the lineup. Juan Soto, historic, all-time, still 23 years old. That man, I think everyone was so ready to get Padres fever again if that's the right thing to call it. And then to have Tatis do this, I mean, just talk about bursting a balloon bubble. And you see the quotes from the front office, like they didn't hold back. You know, it it wasn't, this is our guy, this is a ringworm accident. (laughs) It was, uh, we're not happy with this dude. Uh, And kind of rightfully so, right? You know, you you waited all year. You're in the dog days of August. Our Yanks right now are going through a version of baseball hell that just sucks. But it almost happens to every baseball team. Like, it's where Yankee fans are kind of being tortured right now because the Yankees have been playing bad baseball for 50 games. 23 and 27 in their last 50 games. This was a team we were talking about a historic pace. And now for close to two months, they're playing losing baseball. That if you're the San Diego Padres and you got to August and you waited for this guy to come back, who is your face of the team, um, he originally got hurt, what, riding ATVs? Something like that? Am I misremembering? Yeah. I think so. Motorcycle accident. Yeah. Um. And then remember, we saw him on the field messing around with a soccer ball, and he like fell on his forearm, and everyone was like, "Guys, Dude. like, <laughs> I know this is nothing, but if this was something, holy smokes, playing with fire." That here we are. Um, so I I can't imagine if I was a Padres fan how just deflated I would be, and and kind of mentally broken up about it. Um, and I don't know. I I guess the on the Tatis side of it. You know, time can heal all wounds in a way. Um, Cuts to A-Rod basically emotionally being unstable on Sunday Night Baseball because that man would do anything in his power to become a Hall of Famer, including, I think, pursuing a whole media career to try to get on media's good side to be in that Hall of Fame. That Fernando Tatis, I don't know, man. Uh, 
you know, you can go out and play and ball out. This cloud is kind of always going to hang over you. If, if you can go and be clean the rest of the way, you know, I'll end up saying that on Talking Baseball in 2042. Like, yeah, you know, he, he got suspended. He was probably young and dumb and probably pissed off about being injured a lot, that he took a chance on something. You know, someone someone sold him on the wrong medicine. and But he went on to have a great career, and he balled out, and he, you know, he never failed another test, and, you know, et, et cetera, et cetera. But it just feels like we're a long way from that. And, you know, how quickly do you go from the – you know, baseball's young prince to, you know, being outside the castle on, like, a rainy day if this was, like, a Disney movie. Like, he was, they were ready to, like, give him the crown, and now he's, like, outside, quite literally banned from the castle for 80 games. So, that was a bummer, man. Yeah, it'll be, hey, maybe by the time those those big conversations about him come out, the voting populace will be different whatever they might have different different policies in place and precedents may have been broken by then but just on like a different level like this is just like the biggest steroid guy in a very long time right i mean the first cano suspension cano is still very good we had collectively been like he's on the back nine now but like Tatis is 23, 22 right now. Like right. Getting better does, obviously has like his defensive concerns. I haven't watched enough full Padres games to fully speak on the eye test there, but outside of some defensive stuff does like everything amazing on a baseball field. And he's a, fr- like a he's plays a- for the coolest team, the coolest uniforms, the young guy, the premier position. It it probably gets diluted in sports a little bit because, in a way, they're all freak athletes. But it's kind of my, you know, I, I, I say it when it comes to football a lot. If you're someone on a football field like Tyreek Hill, that you're a different speed than everybody else. Like, that guy is a freak um, to, to be able to have that speed. Like, even, you know, something like prime Cam Newton. Like, the, the power and athleticism he had... I've said it on here before, my, my buddy that got uh, drafted, Shane Bannon, seventh-round fullback, Chiefs, they went to the rookie em, like emporium, like, welcome to the league, like, don't do drugs, like, all that stuff. And he said Cam Newton was easily the biggest person there. Like, this was including, like, O-linemen, D-linemen, everyone. He's like, the way Cam Newton was built, I, I mean, the guy was built different, as, as now the kids say, that it felt like Tatis was that. It felt like if there was one guy that you'd be like, he doesn't need steroids. How often have I compared Tatis to Griffey? Like the cool factor, like the swag, like all of it. And Griffey was the steroid generations, like kind of like the light. Like that guy didn't take steroids. I'm pretty sure of it because that guy was an awesome athlete. And by the way, Ken Griffey Jr., part of the reason I I throw him out in any argument where someone talks about Bonds being the best player ever, go look at him and Bonds' numbers up until, like, age 31. And then Bonds, who looks like he participated in some of the roids, has easily, like, his best years of his career. 
Where Ken Griffey Jr., circling back to Cincinnati, Field of Dreams game, how about that? His career fell apart because his body wore out. And, hey, are we taking liberties? And so, oh, God, I just had a missed call from Joe's McFly. Mm. Is he just a regular caller on the show now? I think so. I'll call yeah. him. Something I read recently that's resonated was uh, Hall of Fame careers are made in your 30s, not your 20s. Hey, hey, Joe's? He's let me down, Pop. Joe's, you're you're live on Wake and Jake again. I know. Tatis let me down, Pop. Dude, how are you doing? Because I, you know, I normally try to speak uh, from the place of a handsome Dominican man, but that's you, not me. <laughs> so what's, <laughs> what's, um, are dude. Are you fitting well? What's, uh, like, what's up, dude? No. Um, I don't know. It's just real disappointing, like. Like you said, it's not something that he needed to do, and and then I, I feel like the excuse after that, like even pissed me off even more. Ringworm, like, Joe's. Come on, stop! And then you know you're, you're you know you're getting your mom involved, and I mean to me, there's no excuse. Like you have, it's not like two years after you know where people didn't really know the rules, or it's like oh, are they really testing? Are they really going to be able to catch for stuff? Like this has been going. Like they've been testing for roids for like his entire life. years now, bro. It's been twenty years, right? Yeah. Like, come on. There's no excuse, man. It takes literally two seconds for you to send a picture to your to the team doctor to ask, "Is this okay?" And he'll be like, "No" or "Yes." So I'm so disappointed, bro. If people from like our hometown, San Pedro Macorís, like. They're like, like, people are like upset about that, bro. Like, it's like, you don't need to do that. Right. You know? What, um, man. So, all right, Joe's, you're his life coach. Fernando Tatis hires you tomorrow. And he's, he's throwing you good bones. Like, it's a nice job. So, congrats. Um, yeah. What's your, great. what's your next move? What are your, what are your like next 10 years of next moves? I mean, you gotta keep your nose clean. I mean, he's gonna have to like, like a lot of the immature stuff that he's done, like the whole motorcycle. Like he's lucky. Like they could, they were well within their right to like void his whole contract if they really wanted to. I mean, but he would have gotten paid somewhere else. But they could have done that. The Padres could have done that. Right. Um. So I don't know. Sometimes when you're young and you get all of this money, and sometimes. You know, you're getting. He's probably been like hyped up. He's the son of a big, a former big leaguer, and been hyped up as like a really top guy. And you know, sometimes when you get a lot of promotion and marketing, you feel like you're like invincible, kind of thing, bro. Like, and maybe this is a humbling experience for him, where it's like, you know what? Ten years from now, we could look at uh, a PED suspension. I don't know if it'll get there, but we don't know. But 10 years from now, we could look at a PED suspension as, like, somebody that got the same way that we look at somebody that got suspended for, like, a brawl or something. Like, it's not going to affect your your Hall of Fame candidacy. Like, that's a possibility. I'm not saying that it will, but it's a possibility. So just try to stay under the radar, bro, and try to play your game and not get hurt and drink milk for calcium or something. I don't know. Yeah. Drink more milk. Yeah. Drink it's a, milk. no I, service. 
<laughs> I think I think there's something to be said with and and that's his that's his best way is that dude he is young and I, I know that's not an excuse and you know, hey, if if you wanna be that dude and you wanna be on the cover of the show and you wanna get, you know, three hundred plus million dollars, you know, there is a higher expectation of you. Um and yeah, I, I guess as I'm trying to dream up the on the fly, how do you recover? I mean, hey, at 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 you a need to come back and be good at baseball because unfortunately yes. that's that like that's kind of what that's, matters to people. That's, that's what matters the to fans. And then from there, like I, I think at one point he would just have to tap in and be like, "I was young and dumb." Like I, you know, we're currently holding it against him, but you know. I hope I hope there's a 29-year-old Fernando Tatis Jr. who by the way is 23 so that's 6 years yeah. from now that's 2028. 20, mhm. I hope in 2028 Fernando Tatis he's doing an interview with you, former life coach, but now you're doing media stuff cuz you wanted to keep yes. down that path. Yes. And you're both laughing cuz he says Joe's the same year I did steroids, I got into an ATV accident. That's how dumb I was. Yeah. Because what yeah. are we doing? That's crazy. Right, do you think more people, and I feel bad for Padre fans because they were so excited. You know, they traded for Soto, and they're, you know, they were thinking about all of this stuff, and then now you don't have them for sure now. Um, so I feel like more people in San Diego are more mad at him because they're kind of going for it here, and he was like the final super piece yeah. coming back. I mean, they still got Machado. They still got a good team, but for that's kind of like a big blow of you expecting something to come back. That's kind of like, I don't know, you're expecting Giancarlo to come back, and then it doesn't happen Yeah, or whatever it is, you know? So it sucks for them, and then it's just so funny. I, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit when the Nationals called up C.J. Abrams. Uh, immediately, and I'm like, damn, that was like there, like that could have been a good little backup option for them. <laughs> I mean, the trade doesn't happen without him being in it, but still, yeah. Um, that's that. Those are like the little thoughts that ran through my mind. No, I the the uh, the mental aspect of baseball that people are trying to over tap and well. There's definitely something that needs to be tapped into, and I think some of the traditional stuff was right, just about, like, clearing guys' heads and giving them a rest day instead of just doing natural rest days. You know, the stuff we've talked about on for the Yankees and, and for a lot of different teams that do that now. But I, I can't imagine being in the grind of a baseball season. It's the middle of August. It's pure dog days. To get, to get the update that your young stud uh, took steroids and then said it was ringworm, like, that's... That bru- that's mentally, that's brutal. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. So I mean, and they didn't like you know how teams like usually take the take the player side sometimes, you know? Right. They did uh, not. They did <laughs> Nobody did that. Nobody <laughs> did that. I mean, Clevenger, uh, you know, their, their GM or whatnot. Uh, Soto's like, what's going on, bro? You're the first person that greeted me here, man. Now you're not like, you're not here anymore. Man. So, so it's wild. It's wild. What are you, uh, what are you up to today? Uh, well, I'm doing some different stuff. 
Um, I might be doing some gaming. My kids are starting school again, so okay. Noah's here, but I had to drop off Sophia earlier. They're going to different schools now, so that's another thing. Oh, wow. But, yeah, so it's fine. Uh, they got half days all this week, so that's another challenge, but we'll do some game gaming stuff uh, today. Just trying to organize. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is BB. He's right there. That's your guy. That's your guy. Um, He's always looking for BBD. Always. 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 I'm always looking for him. Yeah. It's it's mutual. Um <laughs> All right, well, Joe's, I, I appreciate it, man, because, like, yeah, dude, there, there's the, um, you know, baseball's a very proud sport, and, like, the, you know, uh, you were texting a little bit this morning about it, but the, the Dominican side of this sucks, man. He's, you know. Ba- it sucks, and he can't play in the, the World Baseball Classic. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that's a Major League Baseball event, so they're pissed off about that. So it's like, damn. Um. He's probably, I don't know if he's going to, he, the Padres may let him play in, like, the, the Caribbean League just to get some reps and at-bats or something. Right. Winter League, so that might be exciting, but like, people people over there look forward to World Baseball Classic, which, by the way, uh, me and Trevor Plouffe are probably, are trying to angle our way to go down yeah. there. Miami. Yes. Yes. Miami. Yes. I'm, hey, I'm on the same angle, so. Um, we'll do that. John Baby too. John Baby too. John Baby does not want to go. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he loves the beach, though. John Baby's a big Team Canada guy, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Morneau. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. all right, Joe's. Well, dude, I I appreciate it. I think uh, go uh, go drop go drop No off, and then we'll we'll play some some gaming. Yeah, actually, yeah. We gotta, we gotta go pick up his sister, and then after that, we'll figure it out. Play some so. game. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get a little kooky. Get a little kooky. Kooky Mondays. Right. Yeah, kooky Mondays. All right, Joe's. I'll talk to you. Hi, y'all. Bye. See ya. Right. That was Joe's McFly. Porpoise. Partner. Um... So yeah, I I don't know. Is there anything else with Tatis? I I actually pretty bummed out by the World Baseball Classic thing. Yeah, I hadn't th- thought about it yet. Um, <laughs> supposed to be a display of like the most fun best players. Every every time it's been brought up around the office or on a trip or something, I've been like, oh, that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be excited to watch that. Uh, yeah, that is a big bummer. Uh, thank you to Joe's. Thank you to Noah. Um, yeah, I mean, Trav, Trav and John did a full, uh, uh, a full little Tatis situation recap when it was happening live. Um, again, I was in the Catskills, debated participating, probably wasn't in a good spot to mentally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, I, I think the other thing that's funny here is, you know, we, we get caught up in Yankee stuff a lot, Yankees, Red Sox, AL East, um, Yankees in Houston and, and you know, the, the great teams they have been. Teams that's got to be laughing their ass off 
is the Dodgers. Like, okay. Oh, you guys want more Padres updates? Kick it. Best player suspended who hasn't played this year. Like, like keep talking about the Padres because they're 16 games back of us. 16 games back. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. 79-34. and 34. A winning percentage that is 699. Nice. Just below that 700 threshold. If I'm the Dodgers, I'm cackling at San Diego. Like, you guys, you guys want to be invited to this party, but you keep giving us a reason not to. Um, and again, we'll, we'll see what it all looks like. That Soto guy is different. Uh, like I said, they revamped the lineup. They were just hoping to get a potential MVP guy also in Tatis Jr. That I still think they're going to be a tough playoff out. Josh Hader in the bullpen. Um, and will one of their starters end up moving to the bullpen and maybe give them some depth down there? Um, I don't know, but if I'm the Dodgers, it's like, don't care. Like, you guys had another mess on your hands. We're just going to win a ton of baseball games. And is our guy pal Joey hitting? He, it's still such a small sample that he got his second homer there, so I think that put him definitively in, like, a positive OPS Eight, status. eight games, 22 plate appearances, 263, 364, and 995 OPS. So so far, so good. So one of what would be one of his better streaks on the Yankees. Um, yeah, that pro- I would guess that close to matches that like 10 games we got before the neck thing last year. Uh, I think the other things of note in the National League, my guy Albert Pujols had himself a big night. I don't know if that's a bro of the night, but um, Cardinals are a game and a half up on Milwaukee. Um, those those teams are going to continue to duel it out in the Central, and man, are they going to feel the ebbs and flows of a baseball season. There's, there's going to be a few back and forths in that division excited for it. The New York Mets, my God, uh, there is jealousy that is now starting to come out of me, Jim, BBD, Joe's, all the Yankee fans in this office. Buck Showalter seems to be on cruise control on his way to manager of the year. Uh, a reminder, they were doing so good without Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom that now that those guys are back in the mix, they're a special team. They play the game the right way. Uh, this sounds very New York sports talk radio-y. McNeil and Alonzo are such Mets. Um, McNeil just so gritty and gnarly and makes high-level defensive plays when they need it and the tough at-bats. And then Pete Alonzo, and this is going to sound, this might sound like nothing. I, I watched the Mets game yesterday afternoon because the Yankees were playing the night game. So I threw on the Mets and two outs. Alonzo's the runner on second. And man, he rounded third. There's a single to the outfield. He rounded third. It looked like Jake Taylor from Major League running out, running out of the box. Like, it was as hard as Pete Alonzo could run. And meanwhile, the New York Yankees, you know, are giving guys extra rest. And they've built that up. And, you know, if Stanton's healthy come October, I'd rather have that than the Sunday afternoon RBI run. But that's just how the Mets are wired. And that's how Buck is wired. And... There's just these little things that 
you know, uh, on the slide home, you know, the the batter that was coming up next was giving Alonzo the outside and to the right. And just these little things that you know Buck Showalter has hammered into these guys' heads. He's a baseball guru. Talk to anyone in the industry that knows Buck Showalter. He sees the game on a different level, and he brings that to his players that when we're the Yankees watching our guys get thrown out on the bases multiple times a night, the extra inning game from Seattle, I mean, that was that was wild. It makes you truly appreciate what the Mets have going on. All of that being said, and, you know, the ironic twist of baseball, get Scherzer and DeGrom to the finish line. Um, you know, that I guess that's not as much running the bases hard. But get those guys to the finish line because I want to see it, man. I want to see it. Um, with the, the magic the Mets have going so far this year, people ignore Bassett. Like, it, Bassett's almost becoming the... When you talk about a great team and you all like the guy who never gets mentioned, but he always gets mentioned like Chris Bassett is, I think has huge potential to be that guy. The Mets are a problem. Um, Braves sneaky have won six in a row. Mm. I really like the NL. I, I think the Braves and the Padres, their final product is still going to be a really tough out if they're an out. Um, you know, to, to the point that St. Louis and Milwaukee have been fun teams this year, Milwaukee, when their starting pitching was right, you know, they're, they're a scary Burns Woodruff. Um, but they've just been so bleh for a while now that you can't really speak about it. Cardinals kind of a similar boat, not necessarily the high end starting pitching, although Wayno still does it, but their lineup's nice and young and it's who, who are some of those young players. We'll find out. The Braves won the World Series last year, and they, they've they added. Like, the Braves are a really good baseball team. The San Diego Padres just walked you through that whole thing. Uh, you know, would have been scarier with Tatis, but again, Snell, Musgrove, Darvish, with Juan Soto, uh, and the rest of the guys on that team, you know, if we compared, if we compared the Padres on paper right now, to the 2019 Nationals, how different does it feel? Soto, Soto. That kind of washes itself mm-hmm. out. I think you take Trey Turner slightly above Machado, but also not necessarily. Maybe it's just Machado and Rendon, and you wipe that out, and that's easier for you. There's some, some equivalency there. I mean, Scherzer at that point and Strasburg were probably a tick above the Padres' rotation. Especially as far as what you could, like, guarantee. For what they were doing. I mean, you Darvish could easily replicate that, but it's not as set in stone. That's not where they're sitting. And I mean, Musgrove's rem- having a great year. Right. Remember, that team's bullpen was supposed to be their weakness. Patrick Corbin kicked to the bullpen. He was electric. Um, you know, those teams on paper, and I know the, the 19 Nationals are a little bit of an outlier, so you can't always do that. But at the same time, you know, the Padres are a good team. Like, if the Braves or the Padres made the World Series, it's not like the formula would shock you. It would be like, oh, no, really good starting pitching, weapons out of the bullpen, and dudes in their lineup? Yeah. Like, those four teams right now in the National League are the problem um, that I think the NL playoffs are going to be just absolutely nuts. 
That's not even factoring if Milwaukee finds a better form of themselves or the Cardinals, who I, I think they can. Um, I mean, the Cardinals are the team that has the most quote-unquote magic. Pujols, yeah. Yachty, Wayno. Got, got quite a blend of old and young. So, um, that's kind of your, your brief National League update there. Uh, in the AL, the Orioles snuck into the playoffs for one night. That was mm. delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rays did come back to win the next two games, so they did jump back over uh, Baltimore. But, I mean, hey, for a night in August, the Baltimore Orioles were in the playoffs, and they're going to continue to be a part of the story. How much, we'll see. They've got a big set coming up with Toronto. That Again, the fact we're saying that uh, is pretty nuts in, in <laughs> Orioles culture. Um, let's see. Uh, the Seattle Mariners... Uh, every time I think about them, I'm a little higher on them, although they have just lost their last two um, to the Rangers, which you'd like to think they're done doing that. Uh, their bullpen weapons, I'm still just really impressed by them. They're without Julio right now, so let's get him back and, and figure it all out. Um, the Mariners roster on paper, if you didn't see the name Seattle Mariners, I, I think we'd be I think we'd be a little more threatened by them, but they still need to like show it. You know, they had a nice stretch. They had their winning streak. but They still have to show it a little more. Um, obviously just kind of took care of the Yankees, but close games. And then, I guess, I guess had bad times with the Rangers and Angels around it. So Yeah, been there. Been there. Um, Toronto, I feel like we haven't had to talk about them in a while, truly. Um them in Seattle, I, I think those are your two teams clearly trying to be the third best team in the AL. Or maybe that's a whole nother conversation because the Cleveland Guardians are atop the AL Central, a team I've disrespected throughout the year. Um, front office-wise, I hate what they're doing. Young player-wise, awesome. Um, awesome. Steven Kwan, Ahmed Rosario's having a huge year. Jose Ramirez, the baseball star we, we choose to forget about. Just happens. Um, Andres Jimenez, we've talked about him, all jam team all year. He made another another crazy play this weekend. They've got some young guys up around it. Nolan Jones, Will Benson, Tyler Freeman, who of those guys will click. Um, this team has been solid like Guardians teams in recent years. The pitching, Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber, go check out the stat page. He's starting to he's starting to find it again. Uh, Cal Quantrill just gave them another big start. Our guy Tristan McKenzie sticks. In Class A has the grossest stuff out of a a bullpen guy you can find. So the question for them is, what are the young guys going to continue to do down the stretch? The Minnesota Twins, how are they doing morally? You know they've kind of been atop that division for a little while now. Um. And I know their pitching is kind of kind of falling apart on them. And then those Chicago White Sox, who I keep waiting for them to make their run, will it have started this weekend? They swept the Detroit Tigers. I think it's the only team they've swept this year, so I'm not going to get too, too juiced up about that. They're playing four games with the Houston Astros, so that can... You can either leave that and feeling like we do have some of the best talent in baseball and, like, let's turn it on for the final month and a half, or you can get punched in the mouth really quickly before they go on a road trip. And knowing how the White Sox have been this year, 
I wouldn't bet against that. But, man, if I told you before this year, Cueto versus Urquidy, that one would have confused you a little bit because Cueto wasn't on a team. Dylan Cease versus Verlander. Holy smokes, that's appointment television. Tuesday night. Kopech versus Framber, and then Giolito versus uh, Luis Garcia. So there's four going down in Chicago. Houston versus the White Sox. That this is probably Houston's, one of their biggest series the rest of the way. Easily. A road trip against a team battling for their season with their rotation kind of lined up. Very interested to see the results from there this week. Um, the Central's so mid. There's no other way to really talk about it. So it's that's in, It's in the Central for a reason. I mean, it's just rough. Know what's something that went under the radar? Maybe I'll save this for my a sad bro of the night, and I won't talk about it. Um, so scratch that, reverse it. Uh, Yankees, you know, I, I felt bad because I've been opening a lot of a lot of this show with Yankees recently. Um, twenty three and twenty seven, if I did the math right, in their last fifty games, five zero. I think it's like two months, pretty much on the nose between off days and All Star break. And that's just bad. That's just... Uh, I understand a baseball season will catch up with you. And they were missing Rizzo for games. They've been missing Stanton for a while. If you butter knife it since Stanton's been out, the numbers are pretty ugly. Um, there's also, a, again, that mental side I talked about briefly with Joe's that was kind of offbeat and confusing. But it's because the Yankees aren't putting their best foot forward to winning every day. And at the beginning of the season, they talked about that. They talked about how much they hated losing, and if they did lost, they were going to try harder the next day. They're just not in that mindset. Um, and let, we'll see. DJ LeMahieu, apparently he has a foot thing going on. Um, the Yankees lost to the Red Sox. It's the first time this year the Red Sox beat an AL East opponent, asterisk, in a series more than one game. They won a one-gamer against the Orioles. MLB counts that for some reason. Um, so, yeah, the, the Yanks have just been... Yankee fans have been kind of casually tortured. Like, we have this beautiful team. You know, you've seen, you've seen it work. It's old grandfather's clock that's just absolutely beautiful, but now they're messing with the insides and, and seeing what else will happen. They have a they have a homestand coming up. The Yankees still have an incredible record at home, forty one and fifteen. The Yankees in recent years have believed in turning it on on homestands. Like you have to win your homestands. So I'm expecting a little bit of juice, but I was also hoping for that last night. And by the way, the Rays are hunting wins. They are the last team in the wild card right now. They're facing Toronto, who you know. Toronto wants the smoke. They always want the smoke. Uh, they haven't proven they've kind of deserved the smoke, but they always want it. And then it's two versus the Mets, and their current starters for that two-game set in the Bronx are Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. If they keep that, buckle up a little bit. Uh, and the Yankees just perusing the schedule. These next nine games, tough. They had, like, yes, really the only respite in their schedule is the the West Coast trip, but it's still a West Coast trip against the 
the A's and Angels. It's exhausting. Just being on the West Coast, always just not a good time, particularly in Oakland for the Yanks. Yeah, I think if you like chop our up, lives. you chop up the Yankees' recent Oakland trips, it's like awful. I remember that was like 2017, 2018, Jake finding his way on Yankees' Twitter. I chopped up some of those stats, and it was like, holy smokes. Well, it, ne- it just never goes the way you, you want it to. Four gamer there. And the rest of the year, that's nobody who's like a pushover. Mm. Orioles look like at the end of the year, they're still going to be at least playing spiritually. Maybe they're dead. The Pirates are not, are the only other one. And like, that's a two gamer. Right. Boston's always getting themselves hyped up. I hope they do. I hope they do. Turn it on, Boston. Zoe said he fakes if he fake believes again. Might as well. Sports, right? By the way, I said it with Boston. I don't fully believe because their pitching obviously was supposed to be the problem and has been the problem. But Evaldi back, Waka back, who looked really good last night against the Yankees. Do what you want with it. Um, Cutter Crawford has been solid for them, and. I really believe in the ripple effect of baseball and Tommy Fan being a pissant at the top of that lineup. That matters. Hosmer being able to play a serviceable first base. That matters because they haven't gotten that all year. So when you talk about changing a team dynamic. And by the way, the Boston Red Sox, they're going to Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Again, my Auntie Rhea and Uncle Rick's favorite teams. So huge road trip. Off days surrounding it. And they're getting Kike Hernandez back. Who? How important was he to their team? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't believe in this Red Sox team. <laughs> I'll say, I don't know if there's a nicer way to say it than that. Do I think they can get some juice going? Absolutely. Because think... There's a path to them believing this fam, right there. Kike, Hosmer, these are different. You're getting pitchers back. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Let's see. You have to prove it at this point because you're currently under 500. You're 57 and 59. You're still three back of the O's. Catch them and we can talk again. Let's get 500. Let's get the Orioles and then Red Sox fans. We can talk again. Um, all right. I think that's, I think that's the baseball around the horn today. The baseball boogie, if you will. Uh, which brings us to baking the algorithm a little bit. The comment of the day, Bakers, I asked you guys to leave a comment, leave something you think about. The last episode, I was lucky enough to talk to you guys. The night before that, the Yankees and Mariners played a 13-inning baseball game where the Yankees made four outs on the bases and extra innings. Um, so I guess that was a topic I did want to discuss with you guys. Um, let's see. Whew. Oh, I made a good joke about calling the devil horns, if you remember that. <laughs> um, and uh, Flying Flag, maybe a GeoGuessr fan? Might, might be a new one of those coming out today. Um, hey Jake, love listening to the podcast while driving around for work. I just want to let you know that while well, making a deal with the devil actually goes back to Faust, a book by Getchy, 
written in the nope. 1800s. Really interesting how we can still use that storyline centuries later. Love the content. Keep it up. Yeah, that is kind of fun, right? Like, the devil's been around. The devil's been around for a while. Popular pop culture character. Like, longer than we can really conceptualize. Lucifer. He's been he's been in the mix. Satan. Um, that's pretty much. Pretty nuts. Um, let's see. Rage Elixir seems like the perfect person to read their comment. Let's face it. Yankees can't take it this October. The West has always beat them. We had two games. We can't hit or score. Come on. We have injured players. And even healthy, we are losing SMH. I mean, that's some Rage Elixir. And then Anthony Martini said, great name, by the way. Tony Martini. What? illegal uh they said they don't call the m's america's team for nothing maybe they're gonna be back to being full-blown america's team remember when their crowd was rocking they were surviving those crazy games um seager and the applause he got in his final game padres were trying to win back that america's team a little bit maybe it's the mariners lean into that a little harder um so hey thank you guys for commenting on the episode. Appreciate you guys. I say to bake the algorithm. Subscribe, review, hit the like button. It it all goes into the YouTube pot and uh, probably ends up helping out. So 6.7K, 6.76K subscribers. So pretty cool. Thank you guys. Um, And then my bro of the night, you caught myself. I caught myself before, excuse me. because there's two guys, I mentioned Pujols earlier. Might hear about him on Talking Baseball if we're being completely honest about it. There was a guy who was out for the season this weekend who you want to talk about ripple effect in, in baseball. Michael Brantley yeah. is out for the season. Dr. Smooth has sneaky been as consistent of a player as you can have in your lineup. In the middle of that Houston lineup, that about is the a stabilizer and a different look in the batter's box. A massive loss, a massive loss, because he epitomized consistency. Um, that in the middle of that Houston lineup for the for the past four years now, Michael Brantley was a problem every at bat. Like if there was never an at bat with. You know, runner a runner on a runner in scoring position and Michael Brantley up is as uncomfortable as you can be on a baseball field. 288, 370 this year. Um, a 125 OPS plus, which basically has been his time in Houston. Michael Brantley is who he is. He's one of the best contact players in baseball. Him and DJ, kind of a righty lefty. Um MLB players guffaw at Michael Brantley. Like, our Trevor Plouffe will tell you how good this guy is. And the phrase they usually end up saying is, he never has a bad swing. And do you know how impossible that is in baseball? Sport where these guys are witch doctors now, throwing the ball 100 and can pretty much make it dance in every direction. I can now that I got to watch Roger Clemens teach me his forkball last night during the eighth inning of the Yankees-Red Sox game. Didn't sign up for that. Um, I can't believe that this wasn't... 
bigger on the internet. I know I was a little detached. You know, I was at the bachelor party, so I was checking in. A- announced literally when I left the office after talking baseball. I got the alert. I was like, so, so that misses this episode. So I very much believe in the ripple effect of baseball. People probably think I'm, you know, well, I'm not rooting for Houston in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm not rooting for Houston. I'm a rooting for the New York Yankees. Their lineup's still going to be really good. They are going to miss Michael Brantley significantly. Significantly. Because guess what? I've seen Alex Bregman on slumps. I've seen Jose Altuve go on slumps. I guarantee you, come the playoff time, one of Altuve, Bregman, Gurriel, Tucker, Alvarez, probably two of those guys will be in a slump. And they'll be one for 11. Because that's how baseball works. Michael Brantley, even when he was in a funk, was just a problem. Um, So I I think that's really going to have a significant change on Houston. It obviously doesn't rule them out of anything. They're stacked. But that ripple effect I talked about, whether you're adding guys or subtracting guys, that puts a little more pressure on each Houston dude. Um, And I'm interested to see how that that affects them. So a little bit of a shout-out to Michael Brantley for how good he is because that's... That's how I feel. I uh, stick it on on Brantley before I give my bro the night. Uh, looks like Yuli has slid up into the two hole, and he's been he's had a down. They went and got Trey Mancini because Yuli, uh, not not his year. Yeah. Seems like it sparked him at least a little bit, batting just under three hundred in those fifteen games. So I'm hoping. I'm I'm guessing Asher's fans are hoping that sticks doing his best Brantley impression. You can't re- replicate that, but... No, I think... I think Went Gur- to go see who's going to fill a spot in the lineup, and it's been Yuli so far. Gurriel, I, I think when when he gets going, he's he's pretty streaky good, and I think he showed some signs of that, yeah. but... It's, it's been minimal extra base hits, no homers in these 15, but he's showing it. Sure. It looks like he was in a, in a funk before that, so might have literally sparked him. Exciting. I found something. I don't know. Literally. My bro of the night. Yeah. Shouted this guy out last week, maybe the week before. Uh, but it's he's, it's going to be a dual thing. Um, the Nats are more on my radar than they should be. Right. Uh, and they're, they're not going to be talked about on Talking Baseball because they shouldn't be. Hmm. Mentioned, shouted out Joey Manessis when he first came up and cool story, Homer. Just got – everyone needs to know this has been continuing – the Nats kind of don't matter, but this has been continuing for 10 games now. Got hit in all but two of them. Homers, he's got five of them. He's batting 400 in 35 at-bats so far. That's cool. Other side of their first base situation, Luke Voigt. Kind of just doing his thing there. Yeah, Happy for him. They're doing some fun first base right field DH juggling. Like Luke Voigt just keeps ending up in this position in these spots where he's sharing first base with people and like he needs to just play first base every day for the most part. He can DH too, but just f- funny how things are working out for him. There's that clip of him going around where they were playing the Padres and he was doing the interview live and I think Machado got an RBI hit. It's tough. <laughs> the weird side to sports. We don't harp on. And, yeah, Joey, Joey Manesis, if I'm saying that right, on the Nats, uh, his name is really similar to the owner of Billy's. 
Uh, so whenever, really similar to a kid I went to Hebrew school with too. Whenever his name pops up, been thinking of him. I send it to him, and I'm like, "This is kind of like you, but not." I don't think he likes those texts. If I'm being completely honest, but um, go Nats, go! This is their year. Maybe next year. Um, good shit, beeps. Good shit. Uh, let's wrap it up. We got a huge day. Uh, every Monday is always huge. Uh, warehouse games, the blitz, or excuse me, the floorball playoffs begin tonight. Um, teams will be eliminated. There will be tears. There will be blood. Um, go watch that on the Warehouse Games channel at 6. Uh, John Boy Jake TV, I mentioned a GeoGuessr coming out. You know there's some baggages that have been rolling out every week as well. Shea Station, go listen to them because they are having fun. So much fun. Talking Giants, we're sneaking up on the football season, babe. Joe's McFly, you like him? You might like Pinstripe Strong or Talking Yanks, which we did after the game last night. Chris Rose rotation is Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard, him and Rosie, a good little report. Didn't know that. Pretty cool. Um, Trevor May last week, always good. And then Talking Baseball, Farm to Fame, everything. Uh, We'll be live doing Talking Baseball in a little under an hour. Huge app. Monday app. Farm to Fame, their next app. Interesting guess. Uh Uh-oh. We'll be back here Wednesday dishing out love. Always. Thank you.